Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume. I'm the managing editor of the Lancaster Patriot, and I'm joined today. I have two guests with me. I have Joel Saint, pastor of Independence Reformed Bible Church. Joel, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good to be here once again. And Josh Gerber. Josh Gerber is running, is it the 94th? 98th. 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 98th uh, Pennsylvania House seat, right? Josh is running against the Republican Tom Jones and Democrat Mark Temmins. Correct. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So what we're going to do here today is a very informal, I stress informal, discussion, debate. It's informal, not a formal debate by any means. Uh, The Lancaster Patriot had initially tried to set up a formal debate with Mr. Gerber here and Tom Jones and Mark Temmins. That did not work out. But of course, uh, Josh was kind enough to come in and discuss his views and have a bit of an interaction and discussion on them. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, We're going to be discussing libertarianism, but but specifically Josh Gerber's uh, view of civil government as he is running for uh, for civil office, what his views are, and we'll interact with some of those. So I want to start out, Josh, by giving you an opportunity to just kind of share with our listeners and us, you know, what what it is, what your view of civil government is, what the role of government is as you are... uh, you know, candidate campaigning for office here in Pennsylvania and Lancaster County. What's your view of libertarianism? What's your view of, of government? So my view of government is strictly based on the Constitution. And it clearly says that the Constitution is for the people and by the people. And that it is, it is a system where it protects you, your, your rights, your property rights, your natural rights, your human rights. And too much has been done to the government to where that's not what they do at all. They, they take your money, they put the money where they want it, they uh, do social programming, whether you want, whether you want to be involved in it or not. Um, they pretty much enforce uh, kids to go to schools whether they want that particular school or not. Um, and that's not what the Constitution was for. The Constitution was a document stating what government uh, can't do to you. Um, and it's pretty much been flipped the other way around where the government just pretty much at the point of a gun tells you what to do every single day. And um, libertarians believe that they can self-govern themselves way better and that small government is better than big government. Um, and when it pertains to, uh, to taxes, um, taxes is theft. It's, it's no, no other word than that. Um, when you work by the sweat of your brow, like the Bible says, you should reap all of that. Um, and the beauty of America and the beauty of our Constitution is that you don't, it doesn't matter what sex, race, or creed you are, you have human rights that, that has been given to you by God. God gave us all free will to do what we want, but he also said that um, your actions have consequences. And as long as you recognize that um, your actions have consequences, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. Um, and that's regards to, to God's law and common law. And that's what I like to push. I like to push um, civil liberties, individual liberties, uh, no matter what your lifestyle is, you can do that and you will have to uh, answer to God. Or if you break a law and you, you know, steal from someone or uh, coerce someone, um, you will have to answer to the legal system for that. And that's what I, that's what I fight for. That's what I stand for. Okay, I want to ask you one more question. I got to fix the lighting here. I stress this was informal. Um, 
Okay, so Josh, let's give our listeners, maybe that, that was a great introduction, thank you for that. Let's give our listeners, if you had to summarize your key differences between the Republican Party as you're going against Tom Jones, who's Republican, and the Democrat Party, and then I want to bring Joel in here. But first, can you just kind of let our listeners know, what, do you, what would you see as the key differences between you and the Democrat Party, your views of government, and then your, your views, your differences between the Republican Party? Or if you think they're the same, however you want to word this. Well, key distinction here. Well, the Democrats and the Republicans are uh, two sides of the same coin. They do the same thing. Um, the Democrats, they love to talk about women's rights to an abortion, which obviously isn't a thing. It's not in the Constitution. It's not a right, and it's murder. But they love to talk about that right and protecting that right, and yet they want to take away your Second Amendment right. Um, they want to you know, take your money and disperse it so they can feel better about themselves and make social programs. Um, so that's one distinction. And when it comes to Republicans, I haven't seen a single Republican at, within the last 20 years that actually believes in cutting taxes and um, making the government smaller, which is what they used to be about. And I think libertarians shine when it comes to making government smaller, making, um, making, letting everyone's money stay in their own pockets. And also Republicans don't, they say they're for property rights, but Pennsylvania has been, uh, Republican controlled in the House and the Senate for a number of years, and they haven't done anything about getting rid of property tax. Okay. So in, in this state, I challenge any of you to not pay your property tax and see if you get to keep your land. That little piece of paper that the bank says, you paid off your loan to your land, that doesn't mean anything. If you don't pay your taxes, they're going to take your land away. So libertarians are 100% against property tax because if you don't pay your taxes, your land's gone. Mm -hmm. So why are you paying taxes over and over and over again to a state that you've owned that land for so many years? It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So in short, you don't own your land in this state. And I think that's terrible. It's just, it's not the way it should be. Yeah, you won't find any arguments here on that point. So that's a good introduction. Thank you, Josh. Uh, so I want to interact with, with, with some of these things now. Joel, just to, to start off here, um, you know, libertarian platform has been around for a little bit. I know you're familiar with it somewhat, and we want to really interact here with, with Josh's view in particular. Maybe we can start out by considering, okay, the libertarian platform, what's, what's the basis for it? Do you see any, any problems? Do you have any critiques in general here as we start to maybe have a discussion about this? We've, of course, the last episode looked at the GOP and, and their platform, and today we're going to look at libertarianism. So, Joel, how would you start thinking about this topic? Sure, Chris. I, would, I have in the past considered myself a Christian libertarian. But you have to be careful. When you throw a label around, you always, you know, sometimes people fill in their own ideas of what that label is. And so I, I tend to stay away from that somewhat. But it has to do with the question that you asked, Chris. In other words, what is libertarianism? What are the limits? And what are the standards? Uh, for example, um, a lot of libertarian friends that I've had discussions with in the past, they will say to me, well, libertarian is right because it works. You know, Josh may or may not agree with that, um, uh, that moral assessment, but that's, that's been my experience. It works. It works the best. Uh, markets work the best, the best. In fact, I don't even like the term free market anymore. I mean, people, people use it all the time, but a market, if it's a market, is actually free. So I, I, I tend to, uh, to use the, the term the market or the molested market, and that's what we have. The closest thing we have to a free market or, or to a market now is pretty much um, 
a, a yard sale. I would argue a yard sale is about the only market that we have left. Mm -hmm. Every other market is, is, is messed with at, at some point. Here, here's, here's the thing. And let me, let me just talk to you about the whole idea of Christian libertarian. Because when you say I'm a Christian libertarian, you're saying that libertarian isn't good enough just by making that comment. Like George Bush's uh, thing of compassionate conservative, right? He, he's, he's saying that conservatism is not compassionate by saying that. And by me saying a Christian libertarian, I'm saying that libertarianism isn't Christian either. But um, let, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the whys there. Um, I want to talk about things like property rights, things like taxes and so forth. I wind up a, a lot on the same page as the libertarians do, but for a different reason. Here's why. I don't say libertarian is right because it works. Communism worked for one guy, Joseph Stalin. It worked out well for Mao Zedong really badly for everybody else, quite frankly, but it worked for him. So we need some kind of a moral standard that's going to judge Joseph Stalin, that's going to judge Mao Zedong, as, as well as everybody else. And the what works standards is not going to work. What we need is an overarching standard, and that has to be from the uh, being that created us all. His rules... And he has given us rules. Now, this is where we run into a problem with a, a, a lot of, um, uh, a, a lot, even some of my pastor friends. You know, stay away from it. Don't talk about socialism as a pastor. Well, I wouldn't if the Bible didn't address these things. But the Bible, in fact, does address types of government and what a governor is supposed to do. Romans 13, the government has the uh, power of the sword. Not the power to tell us that all the uh, washing machines, for example, are supposed to cost the same no matter where you, you, you buy them. Uh, it's called compassion, for example, uh, when, you, when you force, let's say, a grocery store to lower their prices because someone will say, hey, in the affluent area, the prices are a little bit uh, lower. In the, um, in the crime area, they're higher. That's not fair, and we're going we're gonna to enforce this. Well, that's not what the government is for. It's going to cost the grocery store more money more security, for example, uh, to, to, to sell their goods in the, uh, in, in, in the high crime area. So where here, I would differ with libertarianism as to the source, as my understanding of libertarianism, as to the source. In other words, where do we get our idea of right and wrong? I like to ask this question, what's right, what's wrong, and says who? Right. The says who is the what's really important here. If in fact, and I'll, I'll, I'll set up a quick uh, scenario here that, that I've, I've had with a few folks, um, and, and I'll apply it to what we're talking about. And I, this, this happens with abortion with me. And I've had difficulty getting pro-aborts to interact with me on this point. It's, it's, it's difficult. I've said to them, can we actually agree on something? Because we just agree on nothing, of course. Can we set up something we could agree on? Okay, what's that? Okay, here's what it is. If what's inside what we used to call a, a pregnant mother, but I guess now a birthing person, in any case, <laughs> wow. Um, if, if what's inside there is like a tumor, right? Just really a clump of cells, then we're crazy. Us, us abolitionists, we're, we're, we're nuts. What are you against? You know, if, I, if I had a clump of cells in my arm, are you against like operating on that or in your pancreas or whatever? We're crazy. If that's all that it is. Mm -hmm. However, if it's a human being, then you're murderers. Mm 
can we agree on that? And it's really difficult to get them to, to get a, it's, it's very, it's, it's tough to go, to go past that, even though I think it's a, a pretty simple thing. I, I, for me, the same, the, the same applies to what I understand as the libertarian position, which, which is this. If God is, has not spoken about government, about property rights, about taxes, if he has not spoken about that, then we are, as, then I, as, a, I, as a pastor, I'm a you know, banging gong, you know, among many banging gongs. You know, you know, and my opinion is just that, my opinion, and who really cares? Mm -hmm. However, if the God of the universe has actually spoken, and he has told us what we need to think about property rights, parental rights, family rights, uh, even, even human rights, which I would argue we can get into this later. I don't think you can, I don't think you can separate human rights from property rights. But, but in, in any case, um, if he has spoken, then you're crazy. Whoever you are, Democrat, Republican, whomever, Libertarian. If, if you ignore what he has said, if he has spoken, mm -hmm. then you're crazy. So that's how I that's how I approach this. Okay. And of course, I believe that he has spoken. Right. And, and can yeah. I can I respond to that? Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna let you respond to that, Josh, and then we're gonna get into some some uh, you know informal discussion debate here. So yeah. uh, and again, I want to thank Josh for coming in here uh, to do this because we are gonna you know maybe challenge some of his views, give him an opportunity to speak to them, and uh, you know Joel might critique some things. So. That's what this is it's all about, you know, the sharpening of ideas and judging ideas by what criteria, you know, says who. And as Joel and I have made clear on this podcast that we believe the, the standard is, is the word of God. And whether or not we believe it or not, it's there. God's word is settled in heaven. So, of course, that's the perspective we're coming from. So, Josh, I want to give you an opportunity to, to respond to Joel and what he said. And then maybe we can get into some, some discussion on some things. I got some things I could bring up. Uh, if you guys don't, so feel free to to uh, you know take this down any road you want to go. Yeah. So um, so I, I I classify myself as a Christian libertarian, mm -hmm. and I do that because of the NAP, which is the non-aggression principle, which is what libertarians live by, mm -hmm. which is basically um, you cannot force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do, mm -hmm. whether it be by the sword or by coercion. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we live by. That's what anarchists, which I'm not an anarchist, mm -hmm. but that is also like what ANCAPs um, and libertarians mm -hmm. alike right. believe. So I actually tie that to the golden rule, which is do unto others as you have them do unto you. So when I put those two together about a year, about a year ago, um, it just clicked with me. And then you go in deeper into the Bible, and it talks about um, the, the parable where that Jesus was talking about when uh, a master of a vineyard went and hired men to work for one denarii for a whole day working at the vineyard. That's free market economy right there. And then, so as the story goes on, you know, he went in the middle of the day and paid the guy one denarii to go work in the vineyard. And then, uh, what was it then? Early afternoon did the same thing. And then at the end of the day, the people who were there all day got upset and said, hey, we have been here all day and we only got paid one denarii. Those other people came, you know, two hours ago and then maybe four hours ago. And this isn't fair. And, he, and then in the parable, the owner of the vineyard says, this is my denarii. You know, you, you chose. You willingly accepted a day's work for one denarii. They accepted from noon to now for one denarii and two hours ago to now for one denarii of work. It's my property. And basically, he was basically saying, I can do with it what I want. 
So I believe that that is uh, a portion of the Bible that actually talks about free market economy and um, property rights, because you know a denarii is your property. So, so Joel, I want to give you. I'm going to try to maybe facilitate some stuff here. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to specifically the non-aggression principle. Okay. Sure. Because so, you, you brought up a couple things from scripture there, and uh, let's go right to this issue. And I want to also make sure we give an opportunity for you to talk about any of the issues that are very important to you as you campaign. But Josh, you mentioned the non-aggression principle, and uh, you mentioned something in there with, with the sword, the point of a sword. And in my mind, we go to Romans 13 and bearing the sword. So Joel, do you have any, any comment on, on that from a biblical perspective? Yeah, if I can ask a clarifying question, um, and, and I know Josh, you're here representing Josh as a libertarian, and to some degree representing yeah. libertarianism. Yeah, proudly. Also, right. so let me ask you about broader libertarianism before we maybe ask about what you believe. Do, do libertarians believe um, in punishment for crime? Um, yes, yes, because that's, that is the one role of the government, right. is to protect you from someone doing something to right. your property, to yourself, and to your, right. your, your well-being. So yes, we, we support like punishing you know, someone that breaks a law. Right. Um, like here in America, if someone would burglarize your home and steal your TV, that person right. would have to do reciprocity and go to jail and all that. Right. So yeah, we're... <sighs> So how does that fit? In? Yeah, you can see where I'm going. How does that fit in with the non-aggression principle? Because the, the, you're being aggressive towards a person mm -hmm. who has broken a, a law. So how does mm -hmm. that? So, if I so, get some clarification, how so that works? With, with small government, okay, mm -hmm. you, you would you would still have you would need an enforcement. That's why we. That's why most libertarians believe in small government and not anarchy. Mm -hmm. The majority of libertarians are small government, not anarchy. But there are anarchists that are libertarian. So. We believe in small government. We believe in a military to, to defend our borders. We believe in, you know, policing even, um, but but not policing where the police, if they mess up, they don't have to pay for their mess up like we have right now. Like very rarely does a cop mess up and he doesn't get in trouble. Like police can do basically whatever they want in this country and not get in trouble for it. So that's kind of the one minute thing, the minute difference with policing. Yeah. So, so what I have to say is this then, in, in response, we're, back to, we're right back to what's right, what's wrong, says who. Mm -hmm. Because somebody's going to have to say what's right and what's wrong, and then somebody, somebody's also going to have to say, well, you know what, since you did X, then this is what is, is going to have to happen to you to keep on doing, from d doing X again and again to other, other people, of course. Right. So what I would have to say about that is this. Where are we going to go to get the says who in in a libertarian in a libertarian say society? Well, Where do we go? I think that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Libertarians believe in consent. So by living where, where you're going to live, that small government that's going to be in charge of you know enforcing the NAP. I mean, if it's going to be a Christian area or an atheist area, as long as everyone agrees to live by those laws and principles that they have in that small government area, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what an, there is no overhead rule book because in libertarians' eyes, what we would really love to see is um, government at the smallest point. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you disagree, you can leave. You can go find a different community that you actually totally agree with. So why would I not just leave if a burglar burgles my house? 
if most people believe that burglary is fine, which right now, that's what, that's what we have. Uh, for example, I still remember, <laughs> you'll get a kick out of this, um, the Rodney King riots. Mm -hmm. um, I'm old enough to remember those things. Um, I think I was a little one. Yeah, I you were. I was, I was probably five. Yeah, five you might, might be small. There was an intriguing thing that, that happened. Um, back then, I'll say back then, what happened was there was, I mean, the people were carrying stuff off right, right out of, mm -hmm. in, in L.A. Yep. They carried it right off. And they stopped one young lady burglar carrying off some big thing. And, she says, and, and the reporter at says, well, what are you doing? She says, well, I'm taking this, I think it was a, a small TV, I think is what it was. She, I'm, I'm, you know, she, I'm taking this TV, right? And the reporter at says, well, don't you know that it's wrong? And I'll never forget the response of the burglar. It was really good. It was dead on. She said, well, why not? It's all free anyway. Now, this was intriguing to me because when you live in a society where you're entitled, you're getting that, you're getting that social security or welfare check or whatever all, all the time. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between just taking it right out, right out of the store and getting the check that somebody else worked for? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, what, what is the difference? So in other words, we have whole areas now, whole areas. And, you, you, and what I'm focusing on is what you said with as long as everybody agrees. Well, first of all, we never get everybody ag agree. Right. But I know you're speaking of a, of a general maj uh, majority there. Mm -hmm. But there are some areas where everybody agrees that other people owe me a living. They, they believe that. On what basis then would we charge a person for coming into my house and taking away what I, because most, most people believe that if I have more than they, that I owe them. So what, what would the libertarian principle be that says, Hey, no, Joel gets to keep his stuff, even if he has more stuff than everybody else. And even if most of the people, a majority of these people believe that Joel owes them, what, what would the libertarian principle be in that be in that case what's well, property rights okay so even if nobody else believes in property rights property rights still exist well no i see i see what you're coming from but where i mean th that's a what if not like what's actually going to happen well i so, think it's happening so in, in, so, in, so it, i think it's definitely the, the happening reason, in some areas the of reason why people are stealing things and rioting is because there's there's no law enforcement Right. There, there's no one there's no one there to actually stop them from doing that. I'm not saying I'm against, I'm not against law enforcement. And I think most libertarians aren't against law enforcement. So what keeps people from breaking the law and stealing people's stuff is law enforcement. And I get I get where you're saying. But like even in a libertarian utopia, which will never happen, there would still be law enforcement protecting people's rights. And there's always there's always going to be the, the person that owns that property being able to defend it. With, with a gun. So, I mean, I guess I don't understand the question because it's a very, very hypothetical maybe question. I can, maybe I can try to clarify it. Yeah. You had mentioned that one of the benefits or strengths or beauties, I may have been you were, of libertari yes. uh, libertarianism yeah. is that it doesn't matter you know, who, who says this is right or wrong because the people can decide, the majority of the people can decide. Yes. And so I, yes. think, Joel's question was, yes. I think Joel's question is what if 95% of the people consent to the fact that you know, no one owns anything. Sure, or that okay. They should the, the, be then they consented to that, and then they have to reap reap what they sow. So yeah. if, if 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 we are living in that society and we are among the minority who have said, "No, I don't consent to this," you're say, on the libertor, libertarian uh, philosophy. There's nothing actually wrong with the ninety five percent 
saying we consent to this, that nothing belongs to anybody, and we can go take from us even though we don't consent. In an extreme hypothetical way, yes. Well, again, I don't think it's yes. hypothetical either. It's very, it's very hypothetical because that would never happen because you would never get a number of people who say, oh, yeah, my property isn't my property. It's oh, let, me, let me ask you this, then. I don't want to take, you mentioned property Sorry. tax. The, do you think the majority of people in America are okay with, with, uh, with taxation, property tax? I don't think so, no. What if they were? If they were? Do you think it would, make it, would it make it right? If you're talking about purely, like, consent, yes. Okay, so the libertarian position then... And not even the majority. I mean, a lot of libertarians believe in, when it comes to, like, passing a law, that if even one person disagrees, that it shouldn't be passed. That, that if, it, if one person disagrees, well, then we should make, an, make, make a better law for that. Okay, I want to let Joel jump back in there. But what's your position on that then? Do you think that if, if the majority of the people consent to property taxation or anything else, you know, that it, it makes it right by the majority consenting to it? You guys really are good. <laughs> um, I would say if you live in a society and it's um, a society where you believe in liberty and freedom and the vast majority vote on something and say they want it, mm -hmm. then that's okay. All right, Joel, I'll let you respond to that, and then sure. I do want to go back to the NAP principle, but I'll okay. let you respond to that. Because okay, that's sure. Because a big, big yeah. claim there. Yeah, I, I'm going I'm to respond to that with a story and then let you respond to this, this story um, or, or historical account. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are not familiar with the um, uh, doctrine of the process or the belief of what's called sati or sate, it's kind of hard. I, it's pronounced differently. Anyway, S A T I, right? I yeah, sati. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it spelled different different ways. Okay. Um, the um, the description is widow burning. In other words, this was done in India for hundreds, even thousands of years. When a man died in the Hindu culture, you burn his widow. That's what you did. Now. We're not, we don't teach this anymore, and we should, and that's part of the reason why we get this idea that all cultures are equal. Mm -hmm. so, here's, so here's the deal. Um, William Carey, a Christian missionary, went to India and tried to put a stop to it. In fact, it was, was largely, largely successful. Now, that was believed by the majority of, of people there. They did it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, for demonstration of this, you may or may not be familiar with um, Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days. Um, yeah, a little. A, a, a little bit. Yeah, the original book, now they don't do this anymore in the, in the editions now. They leave this out. But in the original book, uh, Jules, Jules Verne's hero, his name was Phileas Fogg. He went around the world in 80 days in the late 1800s, and he got married on, on his trip. He started out and married, got married uh, on his trip. Actually married when he got back. Um, his feet picked up his fiance there. He had saved her from widow burning. There was a, uh, they were in the interior of India in the, um, in the novel. In other words, back then, when, when this was written, everybody knew that they did this. Now, it was popular, people did it, mm -hmm. and it was accepted. Um, you burnt widows alive, and it was really bad because there were times when an older man, wealthy man, might marry 10 or 15, mm -hmm. 8, 9-year-olds. And there was only one way they were going to die. Mm -hmm. But this was accepted for years and years. And I, for all intents and purposes, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So it's obviously it, you're killing someone, right? And it's wrong. 
But why is it wrong? Well, obviously murder is wrong. But why? Because you're killing someone and you're, 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 new, you're killing someone's right to live. Why is that wrong? Because it's murder. See, this is the thing, um, and I want to give. I'm not giving you a chance to respond. Let me just say one more thing, and then I really want to be be quiet here. Um, I, I know a guy who who asks that question to a lot of different people. He'll ask him, um, what you know, what what do you do when a, when a green a green light traffic stop? You, you go. Who was the first president of the United States? It was George Washington. Um, how many colors in the rainbow? Seven. Why is murder wrong? And you get this silence. And what happens is most people will stop and, and just try to think about it. And they, they, they have a hard time getting to the point of because God says it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree that because God says it's wrong. I don't disagree with that. Um, but as, as it pertains to that, that one culture, okay. I'm, I'm a non-intervener. Like, like I don't like war at all. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think war is a good way to solve anything okay so if there's a if there's like a society that's doing something like that um is it like my job to call it out you know like like if i'm living over here mm -hmm. okay and um i'm living in a society that let's say i live in a society of two thousand people and we all you know live a libertarian lifestyle where everyone uh, lets everyone do what they want as long as they're not harming anyone else, okay? Let's say that hypothetically, since that's what we've been doing since we started. So sure. um, hypothetically, like non-interventionalists are over here, and then there's this other group, you know, a thousand miles away that's doing this terrible thing. Do I have the right to, you know, impose on their culture and their society just because I think it's wrong? You know, like, like what's going on in Ukraine right now? That's, that's, a, that's a war between Ukraine and Russia. You know, America should not be involved at all. Mm -hmm. There's people dying. There's people being getting murdered. There's war crimes happening. But I still say we shouldn't be getting involved. You know, because it's not our it's not our land. It's not our country, and we're just going to get our own people killed. You know, so obviously murder is wrong because God says it's wrong. I'm not going to disagree with you, but like I said, the beauty of libertarianism and the idea of small government is you can live in your own society alone and you don't have to worry about anyone else and as long as there's consent and laws that everyone agreed to you can live peacefully and you can respect everyone's property rights every and everyone's beliefs well i think the reason joel brought that up you can correct me if i'm wrong it's not to simply bring up you know hypothetical situations but because these are real things yeah, yeah that, that was, that, real, that was yes. real and there are things that are happening even now in our society that we might not agree with and so i think one of the things i'm trying to get to is is the the philosophy of libertarianism specifically your your view of it because if i'm looking at someone to potentially vote for i want to know what they believe about government where what is right and wrong according to who is there a standard and before you know we might come back to this but from what i'm hearing libertarian does not pos libertarianism does not posit a moral standard that is unchanging because the people can consent to and in, in can can you say that that culture, you know, that if we wanted to do that in America, it would be wrong? Because I don't want to say, oh, it's hypothetical. It's another. It's another nation. Uh, is it is it wrong for the people to consent to murder or to consent to property tax? I, is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong if you okay. consent to do it, and that and that's clearly because God gave us free will. If you have if you have a society that 
willingly decides to pass a law to do something, even if it's immoral, they willingly did it. It's not like God God gave us free like free will from the get go. So what is your so if if America voted for uh, abortion full term abortion, mm-hmm. on what basis can you critique that if the majority of the people vote for it? If the majority of people critique to no, if the majority of people consent that abortion should be allowed, on what basis can you say that's wrong because the majority of the people consented to it? Well, you gotta fight. If you think it's wrong, you gotta fight for it, and then you gotta fight for it legally. And like when it comes to government, you gotta. Well, I'm asking you specifically. Do do you think it's wrong, and on what basis do you say it's wrong? If the majority of the people are consenting to it, based on what you said previously, it seems to say that if people consent to it in a society, it's right. It's okay. So, if but, you're, would, but you're talking about an entire country. Pick, pick, I mean, we could pick a township, a state. If, if any community consents to abortion and they say, you know what, the, the majority of the people say that this is right, and yet there's a few of us who don't, is it wrong for them to then enforce what they believe about abortion on, on everyone else? If you're living in a, in, a, in a society where abortion is legalized and you don't like it and you have the opportunity to move, and to leave, you should. And I think that's actually been happening. I think that a lot of people have been leaving blue states because they don't like blue states moving to red states to get away from that. Does, okay. that, make, does that make sense? Yeah, I, just, so, I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to answer because it's, it seems pretty clear that you're, you're not saying it would be it, I'm wrong. One, I'm 100% against all abortion. But, but right. we live in a society that has abortion, and the best thing that we can do is slowly but surely um, get it out of existence. Like I have it in my website that I would support a heartbeat bill and I would leave it at that. And then at that point, you have to change uh, hearts and minds by, uh, with that. You can't, because the state we live in is so purple, there's no way we can get rid of abortion all the way in this state. It will never happen. So well, I think we're talking here also about the, the, the foundation of it. Because we could, we could go back to you know, the 1800s and say, we're never getting rid of slavery. It's, ne- it's never going away. Mm-hmm. So... But what I think we would have liked to have the conversation then is, is this right and on what basis? And today to say, well, abortion's never ending, it's not, it's not going to end, therefore this is a moot point, I think misses the point. Because I think I want to bring Joel back in on this one, mm-hmm. and you guys can interact on it, but it seems to me pretty clearly, and again, I want to give the opportunity, and again, appreciate you being here, because mm-hmm. uh, you're willing to, to put your... I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, I, that's I, all you can ask. The, the question that you're asking is... is it's a hard one because I, because I believe in self-governance and I understand morality and I understand the morality of, of the questions that you're asking. But I, under, I know that murder is wrong and that killing a baby is wrong. But when it comes to a society choosing what they want to do, how I, I, I'm never the person that wants to tell someone what to do just because I think it's right. Or in this case, I know is right. Does that make sense? And, and, and libertarians, that's what they're all about. They're not about telling people what to do. Okay. I think we're, we're, we're trying to critique some, some holes in that. So, Joel, you want to comment on this issue of on, does a libertarian position have a, 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 a philosophical, yeah. cogent right. basis to say something's wrong or is it just the consent of the government? Yeah. I'd like to make a distinction if I can. Uh, Josh, I think you might be uh, agree with me on this. Um, I, th- there's a difference between a, a between what is mor- what is moral, and then a convention. 
or a, a convenience. In other words, enough, if enough people say X is wrong, well, then that makes it wrong. Could X possibly be wrong even if nobody says it's wrong? Okay. So if that's the case, then there is such a thing as right and wrong without the consent of the governed, without a majority, right? Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Right. What makes it right or wrong? God, and we've already discussed okay. this. Okay. All right. It sounded like it sounded to me like you're saying something different. It, it, it sounded like you were saying, "Well, if enough people say that X is were acceptable, even though it's wrong, then that makes it right." And you're not saying that. No, no, I'm not saying that. Okay. Well, then my, my question is, then what what is the the benefit of libertarianism if it if you may personally, and that wasn't the answer you gave initially, but you may personally say, "Well, I believe murder or X or Y or Z is wrong because God said." But what's, what benefit does libertarianism provide if all it says is whatever the people freely decide goes, right? And if, and if a society decides, well, consent of the governed, we think it's okay to do these things that are wrong outside of people's thinking, you know, mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the benefit of libertarianism? Well, I think the benefit of libertarianism is that clear, clearly this is um, the what you're painting like the, the exact opposite would be a a government that is um governed by the bible correct like, like that's like the exact opposite of, of of what of why this question is being asked correct i'm not so, like, sure i'm trying so, to understand so, your position yeah so with so with libertarians we don't want an overarching government to tell us what to do ever okay and the problem with with say a uh a government that governs solely on the bible is that what about the people who don't believe in the bible but like, do they are they then forced by the government with a gun to their head to immediately do exactly what that government says to do because the Bible says well, that's so? That's my question to you. With libertarianism, I don't think so. I don't think so. With libertarianism, though, you're saying that it it as long as the majority of the people consent to it, they can force that person to do it. If the if the person doesn't consent to do that, then they just they just leave and they join another another. It wouldn't be a commune, but they just join another society that they agree with. Okay, so the best libertarianism can offer is a society is free to choose any sort of standard of right and wrong, and if you don't like it, leave. Basically, yeah, yes, okay. yes, right. basically. Because, because this is the problem, okay? Right now, we live in a country where, you know, they tell you what to do at the point of a gun, okay? And we can't really do anything about it because we're not free. We're well, not well, really well, free. We can just leave, though. Even then, you really can't actually leave unless you have the right paperwork to leave, you know. So it's like so. In a, in a libertarian society, if if everyone consents to you know whatever law it is, they consented to that and they feel comfortable with that. Now, even if it's not a biblical law or a biblical way of life, you have to respect that because everyone has agreed to live that way. Now, and I and I admit that this is a a utopian idea and it probably will never happen. But given the questions you've, you've asked me, that's, that's, that's the only way I can answer. Okay. Anything else on that, Joel? Uh, no, I think you have a lot other. I, I'd, I'd like to circle back to that, especially since um, I, have, I have a case where I actually spoke to a, a young lady. Well, I'll, I'll bring it up now. Um, who, when I was in a different line of work before I was a pastor, I was a discount grocery store manager. And I had a young lady who went to uh, Penn State. Uh, one, and she she came back to work in the in the Christmas. She got Christmas break off, and she came back to work, and um, she had gone to Penn State for religion. Sounds like we're kind of off to a bad start here, 
But anyway, um, she said to me, she said, you know, um, I think I figured out religion. Every religious um, confession just needs to be true to their own confession and leave everybody else alone. Let the Hindus be the Hindus, the Muslims be the Muslims, the Taoists be the Taoists, and so forth, Buddhists, Christians, and so forth. And if they, we can live in peace if they all just leave each other alone. For clarification, would you say she's pretty close to a libertarian position there? I mean, yeah. Let people pray whoever they want to pray to. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just pray, but also live live out yeah. their live out in their, their society. Yes. Live yes. out the society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, I said okay, and I brought up the illustration there of the Christian missionary William Carey, who went to India and uh, saw this going on, and said, "This is this is just wrong, burning." <laughs> Widows, like it's wrong. He didn't care if everybody believed it, which they obviously did for a lot of years. So um, uh, I asked this young. So I explained to her she'd never heard of William Carey. She didn't. She didn't know um, much about it. And I explained it to her. This is what they. This is what they did. Still happens in India to this day in some remote areas. Um, now I said to her, I said, "Well, what do you think?" I said, "You just told me that it's okay that you're fine with everybody doing their own religious." practices their religious practices burning widows alive mm -hmm. it's what they do mm -hmm. why would you want a man to die and not have a wife in the next life that'd be terrible you need to burn his wife mm -hmm. right so um that's their moral position that's it so i said to her um what do you think was that christian missionary doing the right thing or the wrong thing after all he was bringing his christianity to bear on that on that hindu hindu society mm -hmm. Was he right or was he wrong? And she put her head down for a while and she finally looked up and she said to me, she said, well, you know, if, if, if that's their religion. I remember thinking to myself, she's going to Penn State. I guarantee you the next, the next uh, class is feminist studies. You know, we are women here, you know, here, <laughs> whatever, right? But over here, you're okay with it. If they live in, the, if they live in that geographical area, you're allowed to burn them alive. Your thoughts. I'm sorry, but she's right. I mean, so so killing someone is morally wrong, and whoever kills that person is obviously sinning. We all know where sinners go; they go to hell. So, but the the cure for that, the cure for that terrible practice, is exactly what the missionary did. It's the solution. You know, it, it's evangelism. You know, it's it's missionary work. So so like. I, I still don't understand, like, I, obviously you both disagree with, what I, with my answer. Well, I think but, the question but, is, it, William, in that example, he's saying... He did nothing wrong going there. But he's saying, he's saying what you're doing is wrong, and he's not pointing to the standard of consent of the, of the people. He's pointing to a different standard. The standard he's pointing to is the Word of God. And so mm -hmm. I think our challenge to you is, what, what does the libertarian point to as that standard? Because you're saying, as, as far as libertarianism goes... What they were doing in burning the widows was fine. There was no, there were no, they were not being, they were not contradicting libertarians, the libertarian position, which, I mean, I, I think the libertarians say non-aggression principle, which I want to talk mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. but it, it seems like we're saying there's a standard that all societies are to be measured by, and it's not what the people agree to. So, it, who, so who, who says that there has to be a standard that all societies are measured by? You want to answer that, Joel? Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. Um, the writer of, uh, of the Bible, God mm -hmm. himself, 
Okay, but you have to recognize there's people that don't believe in the Bible and don't right. believe in that God. I, I, I so recognize that. So what does that, that ha- like, 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 okay. Okay, I'm sorry. That, that I'm means, sorry. That, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm that sorry to become a wind here. No, that's okay. okay. So the, 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 that means nothing there, to God whether people believe in him or not. I, 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 yeah, that means obviously, nothing to him. Obviously. It doesn't matter right. anything to me. So, like, if you could have a perfect government that was, you know, God's law and only God's law, what would you do to the people who didn't obey God's law? Okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to stone them to death in like, the 21st century? Like, like, mur- like, like murderers? I, yes, yes. Are you going to stone murderers to death? Let's talk about murderers. Yeah. Let's go to there. That's, that's a great question, Josh. That's a really well, good no, question. No, I, need, I want an answer. Yeah, give you an answer. I want an answer. We'll definitely give you an answer because I want to bring it up. Because the libertarian position says we oppose the administration of the death penalty by the state. I would assume you agree with that, correct? Actually, no. I, I don't. Okay. Uh, no, no. So you, I, you believe I, in the death penalty? I believe in the death penalty. Yes. I, I'm not like I've told you before. Okay. I'm not okay. a. Full it, sound, it sounded like you were you were opposed to the idea of murderers being executed. I, I I'm all for people being incarcerated and then the death penalty. But are you going to go full blown biblical law in the 21st century? Well, I think yeah. the I think the question yeah. is like, 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 like are yeah. you going to question. are you going to stone um, a woman who was raped? Okay, are you going to do that? Not because that because that was because no, that was in the Bible. I, I wouldn't. No, it's not in the Bible. It is in the Bible. No, 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 it's definitely not. Jesus I, saved this, a woman. Jesus I, saved I, a woman for for being called. Well, I guess she wasn't raped. She no, was adultery. She, she, she was, she was not adulterated. Yep. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that because that's that's John eight. Uh, and, and appreciate you bringing that up because that's a good thing to talk about. Because what Christ did there was he actually implemented the law to a letter. Because you recall. Well, remember the last thing he said to her was he, he stoops down and he writes in the ground in, in the dust and they were in the oh, temple. Mm-hmm. You, you might, you might recall yeah. they were in the temple and he stoops down and he writes and so they, they left from the oldest to the youngest. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what he wrote, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is ultimately a good thing. Uh, but in any case, they all leave and you re- might recall what he says. He says, where woman, are your accusers? where are your accusers? Yep. He was, he was simply setting up the, the, what the law called for. You needed two or three witnesses and when you didn't have two or three witnesses, you did not have a case. Mm-hmm. So there was Christ actually implementing. He's showing us what the law looks like in, in, in practice. So, yeah, I'm, all, I'm definitely all good with that. And, and then what the root rules of killing the person, too. Uh, yeah, yes, no doubt about it. Let, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Before we do that, real quick, though, okay. just to be clear, the libertarian position says there is no ultimate standard of when it's right or wrong for the state to execute someone because if they if they all consent to it it's fine if the state that if, not all libertarians believe that what, what do you about you so, what like, do you believe if, if, like in in the name of, of peace in the name of people living prosperously and happy mm-hmm. and everyone living by the nap which is the non-aggressive principle the best way to live by that is to live in a in smaller communities smaller societies where everyone you know believes the same thing and everyone consents to the same laws, such as um, like when it comes to America, you know you have Little Italy in in New York, and you know the people in Little Italy there's there's lower crime in Little Italy because everyone's the same. Uh, Sweden is a great example. Socialism actually worked in Sweden because everyone was Sweden and everyone uh, agreed. Uh, like everyone communally agreed for socialism, okay? But now you see Sweden is like in chaos because they've been the number one country in uh, letting people in. And they've let in a lot of uh, Middle Eastern people and it's just falling apart into chaos. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so like that's, a, that's like a clear picture of like what I would like to see 
and as a libertarian, like what I would like to, um, future societies to be is where people all live um, together with who they who they agree with mm. to be as peaceful as as possible. And the only way to do that is to consent to the laws that you would be ruled under in that geographical area. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. The question is, is that the right standard? Because we, we, I think we'd all agree that people have and do today certainly consent to be governed under certain laws. Um, but let's, let's talk about the NAP, because then we, then we can come back to this issue, because this brings it up. Because you're saying that the, the non-aggression principle is one of the main things you believe in. Mm -hmm. But I, I would point out that you, you, you contradict that when you say that if someone does something wrong then the the government or the people can use aggression to correct that error. That is the only time in the app when you can use aggression. It's so, when the state is fixing a wrong that someone has done, like a theft, um, killing someone, uh, coercing someone to do something that they don't want to do, stuff like that. Yes. Okay, so then the non-aggression principle is not actually explaining libertarianism correctly because libertarianism and your and your view of it understanding does allow for aggression it does allow for the bearing of the sword it does allow for capital punishment uh, against criminals yes yes it okay. does but but the non-aggression just read the non-aggression principle if you have that on if that if it's on there i'll try to find it it's okay. got to be yeah. on there it's a libertarian platform it's like yeah let me see if I can find it. In the meantime, Joel, you want to comment on anything? We're getting, we're getting some good, good, good discussion here. This is the whole point. I feel of like this. I'm a, yeah. a radical now. I don't like this. I've never <laughs> defined myself as a radical before. Ah, it, means go, it means going back to the root, which is, um, which is a good thing. Um, I, I obviously, um, if you're going to get fruit, you're going to have to have the root. So um, we, we like talking about the, about the root, of course. Yeah. Um, that non-aggressive, the non-aggressive, uh, aggressive principle. Uh, while you're while you're checking that out, here's the thing I've, I've, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah, we're going to put people in jail, which is an aggressive thing to do. We're going to arrest them. We're going to put handcuffs on them, and so forth. We still have the question of why, though, and not to beat the horse completely dead, but right now we have people losing their jobs <laughs> because they will they they don't believe that uh, men can be women, women can be men. <laughs> As I understand libertarianism, if enough people believe that women can be men and men can be women, and we, we agree to that, and we want to put this guy in jail because he won't go along with that, to, to clarify, libertarianism is okay with that? Um, no, no, because the, that person also has the right to use free speech and has the right to say that, to say that woman is not a man. Okay, once again, though, even if... The majority of the people yeah, want to yeah, put them in jail. You still have free free speech. Like you still have free speech, and and every other like bill of right as a libertarian. Did the here? And let's ask this way: the bill of rights. Did those rights exist before they were codified? We hold these truths to be self-evident. Self-evident. All men are created equal, yes. and so forth. Okay. These. Rights exist in nature mm -hmm. for people, but not for animals, of course. Well, that I don't know. I mean, okay, that I don't know. Okay, here's where I'm going with this. I mean, animals are aggressive to each other; they kill each other. Yeah. and we don't say right and wrong. Mm -hmm. right. We we don't say that the eagle is wrong for uh, plucking the feathers off the duck and eating it. Yeah, which is a pretty gruesome way to go, of course. That's gruesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. That's one of the more <laughs> that's e nothing e easy ways. Yeah. Um, we don't say that's right or wrong. 
So where then did the idea of right or wrong come from? Well, it came from predominantly the Christian societies back in history. You know, I mean, you also had Hammurabi's Code of Law. You also have, you know, the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. uh, with Moses and, and that story. Um, let's see, Hammurabi, the, the Rosetta Stone, I guess. Oh, no, wait, no, 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 not the Rosetta Stone. Sorry, not the Rosetta Stone. Um, but, like, that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that m almost every law, um, founding law in America, came from uh, a Christian thought. You know, mm -hmm. and I and I recognize that America was founded on Christian morals, mm -hmm. but I also know that God gave us all free free will. Mm -hmm. You know, He made us not ro He didn't make us like robots. Mm -hmm. He made us to be free thinkers, and we all have free right. will to do what we want to do. It is a non-Christian law as legitimate as a Christian law. I think if the law is passed, you have to follow the law, whether it's legitimate or not, unless you want to get put in prison. Okay. You know. You know? Well, I think that that's a yeah, that's an important point to your position. I think I think Joel and I would have a problem with that. I think we would say that there is there is a standard above all standards that if the government says you know you have to turn in these people to the authorities because of their ethnicity, that we would say that is morally wrong mm -hmm. because it violates God's law, even though every single man-made law could affirm it. And I think that's really why we're trying to to, to push the antithesis here. And get behind your your view of what it what is you know the role of civil government and how do we determine whether or not libertarianism, for example, is a good form of government? Is by what basis do we say that? And that well, that's my concern. Well, also, I mean, I mean, libertarianism isn't as much as a form of government as it is, as it is. A, it's a lifestyle. It's the way someone looks at the world. Like, like our way of government is the three branches of government. Mm -hmm. You know. So like I think there's there's a bit of a difference there, like okay. like you're saying way of government, our way of government is the three branches system, which was by uh, Mont was it Mont was it So if yeah, I mean if, if you're elected, yeah, Josh, if you're yeah. elected and the people that that hold your position are elected, that that's what I'm trying to get at. What is the what will civil government look like? I mean that civil, is the question because you're civil, running for civil office. So. Okay, so civil government like the way. The, if if you if um if we had a libertarian majority in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. what you would see from the General Assembly was you'd see a whole lot of laws be taken off the books, and you would see the 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 mass of the government getting very very small. Okay, you would see you wouldn't see social programs, you wouldn't see uh, taxation on property, you would also see schools being. Uh, being localized and the lo like the community just running the schools. But I want to ask you a question there because you're saying that's what would happen if, if people with a libertarian mindset. But again, is that what if the people consent they don't want it that way and they want the big government and they want the government education and they want the government running these things? See, what, what I understand of libertarianism is they would say, no, the government should not be doing that. And, and here's why. And I think we're trying to challenge that and say, what, is, what are the libertarians basing that on? Because I think we, Joel and I would agree that a lot of the stuff libertarians say as far as what the government shouldn't be doing, we agree with. But we're trying to get underneath the worldview. What is it that's propping up this, this philosophy, libertarianism? And based on our conversation, it seems like you're saying, well, ultimately, the only right or wrong is determined by the people. And I, you just happen to think that libertarianism is the best way to do it but it's not necessarily the right way to do it. 
Well, I think it's the right way to do it. I think libertarianism is, is the right way to, to, like, to scale back the government as much as possible. Why is it wrong for the government to be big? Like, the, why, what, if the people consent to that, and, and even if they don't, but why, on what basis is it wrong for the government to, be, to, be, to have a huge government and tax and, and run things? On what basis is that wrong? Well, because the government would then tell people what to do every single day of the week and then twice on Sunday. You know, like, and because that, that? that's not what God made us to be. God made us to be free thinkers, and God gave us, as I've said before, free will, and that we should be able to take our free will and do with it as we please. And God has also told us that if you do as you please and it's against my law, you'll end up in hell. But if you agree to that, I mean, if, if you know that willingly and you are, you know, living in sin, you know where you're going to end up. We're also talking specifically about civil government here because, yeah, I mean, the Bible teaches if people do not repent of their sin and trust in Jesus, yes, they will end up in hell. But we're talking here specifically about the civil government. And uh, when, when I pushed you there, you said, well, yeah, because cause God said so. And I, I think that's not the position of libertarianism. Liber libertarianism does not say we believe that it's wrong for the government to be big and massive because God says so. And so that's what I think. One of the things, at least, I'm I'm, I'm trying to tell so, you. So right. God, so 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 God, God wants us to have free will. So then our government should then also give us free will. And the only way to give us free will is to roll back the state, roll back the state's power. Does that make any sense? Does that? I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it, I don't think it follows necessarily, especially from the libertarian platform. That's certainly not how the Bible describes civil government. It doesn't say God gives us free will. I didn't say it was from the Bible. Well, then on what? So, so then when you say I asked you on what basis is it wrong for the government to be big? You said God says, but now you're saying it's not the Bible says. Morality, it. the morals, the morals of what we believe in is God. But but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we have to govern by God's law. So, because not everyone believes in God's law, right? But not everyone believes the government should be small. So why not have a big government? The vast majority of people actually do believe the government should be small. But according to your position, even if they didn't, if the majority believed that the government should be big, there'd be nothing wrong with a big government. Consent is very important, and you and if those people consent to okay. that, and yeah, okay. Do you want any comment? And, there? and, I, and yeah. I, I, I just sure, want to apologize. Oh, maybe no. maybe this isn't like my calling to promote libertarianism. Maybe that's not my calling. Maybe my calling is to roll back the state and give people their rights back. I don't know. So I apologize if I'm not answering the questions hey, I want correctly, to and I apologize if I'm, if I'm going around in circles. But I will, I will admit, these are uh, extremely tough questions. And if the moderators tonight at the debate are asking, are going to no, ask no, questions no, no, like no. this. They will not ask any I questions am, like this. I am in some massive trouble. No. <laughs> should, should the education budget be... Increased by another trillion dollars. Yeah. No, Josh, you're going to have a much easier time tonight. And again, I appreciate very much you coming in here and talking with us about this because, yeah, we we are asking questions that neither the Democrats or the Republicans are asking. And again, there's so much. You're asking me questions that even Christians, when I knock on their doors, wouldn't ask me. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's one of the things we try to do is 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 show people that the Bible does speak to these things. And and it does. And it does. And you're 100 percent right. If yeah. But what? What about the people who don't? who aren't Christians, who still have a free will that God still gave them, no matter what religion they are. I'll let Joel... I'll yeah, let Joel yeah, let, let me... A couple, couple things I want to address there. First of all, um, I, I, I want to address the idea... Well, let, let's, let's go that one, that one first. What if people don't believe it? Um, if God is the creator, and he is, and he is the lawgiver, and he is, mm -hmm. 
then whether, what people believe about him is irrelevant. So as, they have, as it relates to their to their uh, obligation to obey him. It, it, it's it, relevant in, in one sense, but not as far yeah, as their obligation right. to obey it, him. It's relevant in terms of what the, how they might live their life or whatever, uh, but it's not relevant in, in terms of what their responsibility is. For example, I, I appreciate the fact you brought up the golden rule earlier. Mm. I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, I think it was Obama who said all religions have their own version of the golden rule. So that kind of sounds nice. You know, we all believe the same things here, which we absolutely don't. Sounds very globalist. Yeah, well, yeah, and we got, we got uh, 70 million dead babies around here, mm -hmm. and I don't think they believe that uh, th that abortion is like all good, right? right. I, they would be very interested in our version of the golden rule. Mm -hmm. um, they, they'd like to know that. So when Christ mentions the golden rule there in Matthew, he says... You know, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. But that's not the end of the golden rule. The right, he goes on to say, this is the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. So if these other religions don't have the law and the prophets, then they don't have the golden rule. Now, throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, we constantly have uh, the prophets talking about other nations besides Israel. For example, the book of Nahum was written to the, 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 the Assyrians, Ninevites, essentially. God calls on all, all men everywhere to repent from Acts 17. Mm -hmm. And so the, the point I'm, I want to make is that God has given rules. We're his creation, and we are to obey his rules. And the fact that some people don't believe in them doesn't matter. God still requires that of them. So... So you, you would use the state to enforce God's law on people who don't believe in that? Only the laws that he has authorized the state to use. Only those. Explain. Explain. Sure. Because that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, explain. Go, go a little yeah, bit further. Yeah. Like, like show, tell yeah. me which is the ones that yeah. should be enforced and which ones yeah. that shouldn't be enforced. We can start out with um, second table, for example. No murder. Do not murder. Okay, that, and that would be one enforced. That, that, yeah, enforce that. Okay. How about one not enforced? Um, my daughter didn't uh, lie to me. She told me she brushed her teeth, and she didn't. Mm -hmm. We start with, with this point. All um, crimes are sins mm -hmm. by God's law, mm -hmm. but not all sins are crimes. Not all sins are right. punished by right. the state. Yes. So all we have to do, and, and so we have kidnapping, for example. Mm -hmm. We have... Um, we, we, we have... Uh, kidnapping isn't by the state? No, we, it is. It is. Oh, okay. Sorry, Kidnap sorry. Yeah, it is for it. Sorry. In, in fact, uh, in the Bible, there's maybe 20 capital crimes. Last I checked here, we have like 200 in a, between our state and our federal government. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, ki kidnapping, um, public blasphemy, yeah. And we have public blasphemy laws here. <laughs> you say the wrong thing publicly, and you're going to at least lose, lose your job. You might not lose your life. Right. But you'll lose your ability to, to make a living. We have that right now. Uh, Alex uh, Jones, anyone? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want, what, $1.75 trillion now from him or something like that? It's billion. It's, it's one, one Well, no, that's, billion. that's what the judgment was. Apparently, they're coming back now and they want more. He doesn't have any. They added, <laughs> they're, they're adding it up. Yeah. Um, cer certainly adultery. Um, mm -hmm. I, I will absolutely say that, that adultery should be a capital offense. Uh, capital rape, offense. Capital offense. Rape was a capital offense in this country up until 1951, for example. Mm -hmm. um, yes, these are, these are things that God has stated uh, need, to be, uh, um, need to be prosecuted 
criminally and capitally. Now, someone's going to say to me, well, oh, what are, you, what are you, the Taliban? Well, in God's law, when you steal from someone, you pay back double. Sometimes if you borrow something that breaks, you pay back like 20% or whatever. And that's reciprocity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not the Taliban. We're not cutting somebody's hands off. Yeah. Restitution, and, and, sorry. And, and, yeah, and, and, yeah, and restitution is a better word there. We're not cutting people's hands off here. In other words, God's law is very specific. It's very limited. Um, I would even argue that the whole idea of two or three witnesses is strictly a biblical idea. You and I were talking before we got on here and had a nice discussion about the, uh, about the common law. And what I find intriguing is this, Josh. A lot of folks will come at, at me, at, at Chris, and say, oh, man, the Bible, that's, that's really draconian. I, our understanding is the exact opposite. It's a little There's, authoritarian, it, I would say. It's, it allows, I would challenge anyone to offer more freedom, more freedom than the law of God. Christ said that he came to set us free, mm -hmm. and he's given us his law and, to And do if you're that. a follower of Christ, you are free. And, and if you believe in Christ and you and you we're live by his teachings, you're right. Right. In the civil sphere. But we're talking the civil sphere here. civil okay. sphere. Okay. Also. Uh, yeah. More liberty and more justice. And that's one of the things we're trying to critique the libertarian position because what I'm hearing is the libertarian position does not give liberty or justice. It's basically, this is what we'd really like things to, how we'd like things to be. We can't say that this is ultimately the right or the wrong way. And if people decide something else, they're not wrong. Um, and that's a critique that I have. Yeah, let, let me, let, let me, Josh, I'm going to speak for you for a second. I'm going I'm to speak for you. All right, then you say. You guys are speaking way better than I am. So. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm speak for you, but you can tell me if I got it, uh, have okay. it right. Okay. okay, the difference between us, and, and, and for example, as a person who believes God's law, uh, drug laws, off the books entirely. Get rid of them. Get rid yeah. of them. God's law is you have to show harm. You have to show harm in order to pro yeah. prosecute a case. Mm -hmm. And we have all kinds of things of laws where you don't show harm at all. Right. You just did something that somebody else doesn't like. There's no harm mm -hmm. uh, at all. God's, God's law is wonderful that way. It's freeing that way. Show harm first. Okay. Um, w w here's the thing. I think the difference between us is, tell me, and these, this is where I want you to re respond if you, would, if you would. We're opposing certain or we're, we're saying certain things are right because god said so i think the libertarian position is certain things are right because they work and because enough people say so not because they're right from before but because we kind of made them right we declared them right am i am, am i representing your position accurately yeah but, but it's not just like a mystical we may we we make it right it's like the common consensus and made it right mm. yes yeah so we're yeah. back to where we were uh, that if the people consent to it so uh, you mentioned so your position would be different than the libertarian platform which of course is fine because the libertarian platform opposes the administration of the death penalty by the state you are for the death penalty under some circumstances yes yes okay i've i've always been for, for a death penalty just because some people with what the crimes that they commit th there's no the best way for them to actually be saved is possibly put, put, putting them right before they die and say, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And you can, they can maybe get salvation there. Intriguingly enough, my understanding is that that's the way it was done, especially in the West. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it was like, basically what they said was the sheriff, a, a pastor would visit mm -hmm. the, the condemned yep. and would say something like this. You know what? We cannot judge you anymore um, from what you've done. You've wreaked havoc you've killed people here 
You're not going to kill anymore mm -hmm. starting today. Mm -hmm. We can't judge you. We are now promoting you to a judge who can judge you. Mm -hmm. And that's the way they talk to them. And the condemned have one advantage that the rest of us don't, rest of us don't have. No one you're going to die. That is, what, that is an advantage yep. th that they have. Yep. Uh, I, I, I think of the case of um, uh, Francis Nigel Lee, a, a man who had like 24 degrees when he was alive. He had the most degrees of anyone living. His parents were killed by a criminal. Uh, well, actually, he killed his father, broke into a home invasion, and his, and his mother died shortly thereafter. And I think he did the right thing. He went to the condemned man and said, listen, I am going to fight for the most... For the extent of the law here, you should die for what you've done. However, you can still believe in Christ in the meantime. So, him believing in Christ doesn't get him, get him off at all. Mm -hmm. He still has to pay for what he, is, what he has done. This is, this is how we can put these two together. God is, it's merciful that God has given us penalties for certain crimes. It's, it's a mercy. Yeah, I just, I think I want to stay focused here on the civil realm. Um, because that's what this discussion is about, about government. And I, I agree with that, but the reason I would argue for the death penalty is not some end so that this person can be made right with God. That, that might be a great benefit. Right, right. The, the reason is right. what the Bible says. Now, I want to ask you, from your position, you said you agree with capital punishment, which is against the libertarian platform. Again, fine. You know, To me, that's not the standard. But so I want to ask you then, what is your standard when you say... Capital punishment is is a good thing. On what basis do you say that? And then what should be on what crimes should be should receive capital punishment? Well, capital punishment is not a good thing. It's a tragedy. Like no, we should never like want to kill someone or for, for the state to kill someone. Is it is it is it wrong for the state to execute someone? No, no, it's not wrong. So but, it's right. But, I mean, it's I would, sad. I would say, it's sad. I, I, mean, yeah, it, I agree it's with sad, you. It's, it's sad, sad, but it should happen. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you would say it's right. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. I'm not saying it's a happy Sorry. thing, but I'm, I'm saying so. You, you say it's, it's right to do it. Of course, it's sad. On on what basis do you say that? Because it's not you're not you're no longer following the libertarian platform. And I, and I told you at the beginning, I'm not going to be 100. And that's fine. And, and I appreciate that. So so what is on what basis do you say it's that it is it is right for the state to execute? Certain criminals. Well, I think if you if you kill someone, you should absolutely like. That would be the first, the number one. If you kill someone, you deserve the death penalty on okay. certain, especially if it was um, first degree and not second degree. Second degree is you know, it's not like you planned it. Uh, if I remember, if I know the law correctly, first degree is you you thought it out, you planned it out, and you 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 did it. Mm -hmm. um, second degree is like. Um, you got you got mad at each other, fight, you know, in the heat, you kill them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's second degree. I don't think that should be um, the the death penalty. Outside of murder, I think the only other thing that would be justified would be um, rape. That's really the only other thing that I think should be um, uh, rape. And then now that there's the internet, um, uh, child pornography. The distribution of child pornography and the viewing of child pornography as well. And your position on those things is just based on what you think. This is, is just right. me. Okay. This is just me. Um, I I think that um, if you let uh, people who would want to rape someone know that hey, if you get caught, you're mm -hmm. going to be killed. Mm -hmm. I think that would do uh, wonders. I think, that, and I think we would agree with that. But I think the difference is the reason that we 
say that the death penalty is, is a right response to rape or murder or theft, or, mm -hmm. or not theft, excuse me, kidnapping, theft of a person, not, not theft. But if you kidnap someone, the reason we would say it's right for the death penalty in those certain cases is because the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is it's what you, you, you just think that's the right thing. So I think that is an important point <laughs> to, to, to bring yeah. up here. Yeah, I, I, I want to clarify that, like, I, I, am a, I am a Christian. I go to church, you know, on Sunday. I pray during the week. I listen to Christian music. I raise my kids. I pray. I pray for my kids before they go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. the, the biggest difference I can see between you two and me is just that I want to worship God and be a follower of Him, but I also understand that other people aren't that way, and I and I just feel like I'm not in the position to forcibly push people down that road. Well, I think I, 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 I got to correct you there because that's not our position, right? We were talking about murder and rape. And, and kidnapping, and mm -hmm. we're saying the, re the reason that that's wrong is because God's word says so, mm -hmm. right? There has to be a, a higher moral standard. Otherwise, all it is is I think this is wrong, you think that's wrong, it's all our opinion, and it just becomes the, the, the consent of whatever people think. So I think that's the point. Joel, I want to maybe briefly here get to some other things to talk about, and you, yeah. can, you, know, you can bring up anything you, that you feel like I misrepresented there, but um, we got prisons. You, would your would your position be that that prisons are a, a proper response to crime? I think I think it depends on what kind of crime it is. If they're if they're a danger to society, then there's nowhere else for them to go. But if if they uh, if they committed a crime, let's say um, it was uh, they stole something from a from a store. I mean, mm -hmm. I think community service is much better to pay your debts to society rather than sitting in a prison cell. You know, all the time, um, and I'm think of another law that's uh, something else that's like nonviolent. I, I I am all for violent criminals staying in jail, but I'm also for the ones that aren't violent to pay their debts to society and other means. Yeah, let, let me address uh, paying a debt to society. This would be a, perhaps another area where we would disagree. I I we don't accept, or I don't accept, the idea of paying a debt to society. If I steal from you, I don't owe a debt to society. I owe a debt to you. Yeah. And this is a biblical idea. The idea of a debt to society is definitely not in God's law. Mm. It's something that we have now come to agree. Uh, you know, everybody believes it. So I pay you back. Now, that is wonderful because you get, you, you get paid back. <laughs> you don't suffer any kind of a loss. I might pay you back double for your, depending on what it was. There were certain uh, animals that you use for farming. For example, you had to pay back a whole lot more than double because people use those animals for, for you know, for, for their for living. The weather, yeah, because yeah, it, was, it was really dangerous to steal somebody's uh, means of making a living, like an ox, for example. Mm -hmm. That's all you had to, had to uh, use to plow. You've taken away the guy's living. So you owe him more than what, that one ox back. You owe mm -hmm. that, that ox, you owe him, I, I forget how many it was, like four or five oxen back. So you didn't do it. Now, here's, here's the thing. So when we're talking about theft, we're not talking about a debt to, debt to society. We're talking about a debt to that person. We're talking about prisons here for a second. All throughout God's law, and this is why, you know, I, I'm, I'm with the psalmist, Psalm 119. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation. I, I, I love it. There's nothing quite so freeing as God's law here. I, I, here here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. First of all, we have the idea of, of paying back to the person, what, what, what you stole from. We also have the idea of two or three witnesses, and, and the Bible's very clear on this. You cannot punish someone on the basis of just one witness. You had to have corroboration. So, 
uh, that would eliminate an awful lot of circumstantial stuff that we do mm-hmm. here in, in, in when we get the wrong person in court. I, I remember uh, Martha Stewart. This was years ago. People hated Martha Stewart, and they and, and she she had a TV show, and Josh they wanted her to go to jail because they didn't like her. God's law is very clear on this. We now. Um, we, we now bend our laws to the poor person, and God's law said that very clearly also. You cannot show partiality to the poor or the rich. Now, I mentioned uh, King Alfred earlier, maybe just when we were talking. Uh, he was the father of the common law. He wrote Exodus, parts of the New Testament, right into the common law. Now, we all love the common law. Let's love the source that it came from, God's Word, the Bible. And God's Word nowhere says... The, well, I'll put it this way. We do see prisons in the scriptures. It was always from pagan kings. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does God say, speak unto the children of Israel, set up this, this prison system. Mm-hmm. It was paying people back that stole and people that committed capital offenses. They were put to death. That way you didn't have the people who were stolen from. Think about it. I go steal from you, Josh. I cost you $10,000. I pay my debt to society. You never get your 10000 back. Mm-hmm. I pay my debt to society in jail. Guess who pays for me while I'm in jail? That would be you again. God's wonderful law has the perp paying. Man's law has the victim paying. Mm -hmm. I like, I I never thought of it that way. I actually, I listened to, uh, I think it was one of the podcasts where you're talking about uh, prison and I actually really loved what you said. So I, I guess I should have prepared more about. So you're you're open to reconsider your position. That part. Yes. 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 That part. Yeah. And that's the point of this is is Um, to have a discussion. And I like, like the so, so what does that have to do with violent though? Like, if it's violent, uh, they'd be killed, right? Yeah, right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that. Obviously, obviously, right. I'm not for like everyone being violent. That's violent being killed. I'm not for that. Okay, you're talking like if you hurt somebody, didn't kill them, for example. Yeah. 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 So, so like pe- people so, get put in jail all the time yeah. for you know physically harming someone, almost to the right. point of death. Now we're talking about the lex talionis, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> you see that bumpers go, well, eye for eye leaves us all blind and, and toothless or whatever. Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I guess you're living in a uh, criminal society then because I guess everybody's gouging out each other's eye. What are you talking about when you say that leaves everybody? Mm-hmm. without? But it, once again, in God's law, if that happened... The, the, the judges could, if, they, if, if, the, if the victim agreed to it, instead of gouging, because, you know, okay, you gouged out my eye, right? I lo- or, or let's say tooth, right? I lost my tooth, right? And so we go to the judges, and you, you owe me a tooth, right? But you could say, you know what? Um, let's put, a, uh, n- let's put a, 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 a number on it of dollars instead of your tooth. I don't want your tooth, Okay. But if, I, if, if, if we put a certain amount of money on it, the judges can do that. Excuse me, sorry about that. The judges can do that. Again, this is God's wonderful law. There's mm-hmm. flexibility there in these, in these types of things. What people, oh, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Isn't, isn't that draconian? Tell you what, you want draconian, look at what the Romans did to criminals. That's draconian. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Greeks, flaying people alive, all, kind, all manner of tortures. You just don't see this in the, once again, you don't see this in the Bible. Right. And, and I like that. Like, I, I, I do like that. But it's all, but in the 21st century, is that appropriate? Like, is that law being practiced appropriate? God, God's law is always appropriate. Even though that's from the Old Testament, not the New Testament? Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so, talk about that for a minute. So Leviticus nine doesn't matter that that what that um, it was prophesied that one day you know Jesus will come, right? And it will be the new law and the new covenant, not right. this one, right? That was that's in Leviticus nine, right? So we, I, right. I think, right. yeah, Leviticus and, and, and actually, and actually, Stephen quotes that. So here's the thing about that: what we have there is Christ coming, and does He give us a new law, or does He? Reconfirm, well, reconfirm the old law, for example, um, and, and even, even clarify it. Because he says in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, you have heard that it was said by them of old time. Mm -hmm. But every time he says it is written, and he says that multiple times, it's, it's, we can do a real quick study on that. He says it is written again and again and again. And every time he says it is written, he's talking about the Old Testament, and he confirms it. He doesn't deny it or change it. Mm -hmm. So Christ comes along, he confirms Leviticus. And by the way, you're probably aware of this. When he says in Luke 10, well, he's asked by the lawyer, what's the great, greatest commandment or commandments, right? Well, he says his greatest commandment. He's a love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. You're probably aware he is quoting that book of the Bible, which we all it could it could it could fall right out of the uh, out of the Old Testament. We'd never miss it. Leviticus. He's actually quoting Leviticus at that point. Jesus Christ came and confirmed the moral stipulations of the Old Testament, and it's God's law. What could be better? Well, he actually enhanced it actually because before the, the lust thing. Well, not just that, but before the command said, if you kill someone, you know you've broken a law. Jesus said, if you even think if you hate someone enough to where you would want them dead. It's it's that's the same thing. That, so, that's right. So so he even in, in my in my book in my in, opinion in your he, he, yeah. he actually reformed it and made it even better. He he, he clarified it for and, sure. And also now, I also believe that you know because Jesus came because Jesus came to free us all, including the Jews. That the Jews living by the old by the old covenant is is wrong. Well, here here's what they were living by. Uh, for example, Matthew fifteen four. They were not living by the old covenant. They were living by their, inter their perversion of it. For example, mm -hmm. yeah. just a, a real quick example of that. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left. I'm taking too much time here from, the, from you. No, don't uh, worry about me. I, as long as you're good, Josh, for a little bit more. I'm great. Oh, I'm, great. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm learning things yeah, and yeah, carry on. Yeah. looking yeah. like a fool. It's great. <laughs> no, <laughs> Matthew 15, 4 is really intriguing. Because, again, this is, we must, God's law is wonderful, and Christ is wonderful. He's a wonderful Savior and a wonderful King, and, and, and we, 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 should, we must love him. What was happening in Matthew 15 was, what was there were younger people who were giving their money to the, to the temple, and the temple was kicking back their money. And then they were going to their aging parents who didn't have support and saying, hey, you know, I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I, I'd like to support you, but I can't. I gave my money to the temple. <laughs> I mean, it was really an awful thing that was going on there. It's it pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Christ comes to the end. But see, they were allowed to do that by their perversion of, of the law. God's law never told them they could do that, but they were doing it. It was their perversion. And so then Christ comes and he says something pretty, pretty radical, I guess, for even us today. He says, it is, it is written. There he says, it is written again. Whoever curses his father and mother, let him be put to death. Whoa, right? But you say, and see, that's what he was talking about. Their traditions that they had made up versus what was actually written. Okay. All right.
Good, good discussion there. So, uh, yeah, and again, Josh, thanks so much for, for coming in and discussing this. Maybe we have a few more minutes to talk about a few more things as it relates to civil government. And I think hopefully, you know, we've gotten into to some uh, disagreements here on some topics. And I think we're trying to, you know, Joel, uh, trying to push the antithesis and say, what is the basis? What is the foundation of libertarianism, of your position? And just challenge you. And I appreciate your, you being a very uh, respectful to come in here and, and, and willing to to discuss and, and, and talk about these things. So let's talk real quick about taxation, okay? Because I think you had said taxation is theft, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in your understanding of the civil government, again, the way it should be, again, that's kind of what we spent a lot of time. I don't want to go back to that too much, but how, how <laughs> should it be? What's the standard? There should, we believe there's a standard above all civil governments. And what is, how should it be in society? What, what, is there a place for taxation? When calling it theft would make me think that there's not a place for it legitimately. Why don't you speak to taxation? I believe in volunteer, like um, volunteering, like your money, like charities. Um, I, I've always believed that, um, like tithes and offerings, that wasn't that's given voluntarily with love, not not forced. If you're ever forced to pay your tithes and offerings, you're in a, you're in a bad church. You know, there should never be a preacher standing up there on the pulpit, pounding on the pulpit, saying, "Pay your tithes," because that's not a, that's not between that's not that's not the pastor's job. The pastor's job is to guide the herd, but also it's a it's a personal thing. You know, it, it, the, the Bible says if you don't pay your tithes, you know, bad things are going to happen to you. So I feel like that's strictly between God and the tithe payer. So I'm all about charities. I'm all about uh, people relying on themselves. I'm also all about, you know, if you want to help people, you can. But, like, when the government takes your money and spends it, spends it um, and then gives themselves a pat on the back, I think it's wrong. So would you be opposed to all government taxation that's forced? Yeah. I mean, if you don't pay your taxes, you're, you're in trouble. If you don't pay your taxes, you're going to be put in jail or you're going to lose your property. Do you think that's a just punishment for not paying your taxes? I don't think it, I don't think taxes are ever yours. I think it's a made up thing. I don't know if you want to comment. I'm just trying to see if your position is whether or not the government should tax you, and if it's the government should not tax you. Okay. Any want to comment on anything? Of that? Okay. All right. Is is there such a thing as a legitimate tax? <laughs> if you want to go back into like consent <laughs> but other than that no I, I don't think any tax is justified okay all right once again going back to god's law um it appears as if there was a, a it appears as if under under moses there was a regressive tax system but to your point it was voluntary mm -hmm. again the beauty of god's law taxes should be regressive not progressive the more pro the, the, the more uh, profitable you are the more productive you are, mm -hmm. the less taxes you should have to pay. The less, because you're, you're giving people jobs, mm -hmm. you're doing all kinds of things, you're loving your neighbor here. And so you should be paying more if you want to sit around on your hands for the, rest, for the rest of your life. My understanding of under God's way was you had to pay a certain amount, all the males had to pay a certain amount, and then they were done paying. Then after that, all the money you made was yours. But here's the critical thing here, Josh. There was no penalty for not paying your taxes. You see, again, there are certain things that were, uh, there, there are certain punishments for certain offenses. Other things, there's no, there's no punishment for it. So it appears to me that under God's law, and you see compulsory taxes once again, when you see prisons. Interestingly, when you, where you see prisons in the Bible, you also see compulsory taxes. 
under God's law given directly uh, to Moses from God, they did not have a penalty for not paying your taxes. So um, that is my um, reading of the scriptures here. I've never really had anybody come up and tell me, hey, hey, Joel, you're wrong. Uh, here's where the Bible says taxes are to be compulsory. So, well, there's one. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe one. Uh, go ahead. Pay unto, pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. And my and my definition of that uh, chapter or that that verse, he, he's talking about money. Yeah, he's definitely talking about money. Yeah, he's not yeah. talking about you know right. obeying the state no matter what right. they say. But he's not compulsory. Yeah. He's saying you have to do it, but it's compulsory from Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not to be compulsory from Caesar. Mm -hmm. And as we've said before, and you might have seen this on the podcast previously, when it's time to pay taxes to Caesar, Christ is the one that says you have to do that. We go to Christ to figure out what to pay to Caesar. We don't go to Caesar because Caesar's going to say, you can pay it all, thank you very much. And maybe if I'm in a good mood, I'll let you keep some and you can, and you can thank me for it later. So I'm talking about compulsory taxes versus, versus taxes in general. We do owe taxes in general. But the state has no right, according to God's law, to force us to pay them. And we know from Romans 13 what they are. The taxes that we pay are for the state to punish evildoers, not for anything else. And we were talking about roads earlier, not for roads, not for uh, making sure that, um, I don't know, not, not for education. That, that, that's for sure. Many, many things. Again, I hope... I hope I'm communicating to you. I hope I am. I'm trying. The beauty and the freedom of God's law. I don't disagree with you on many of your cases. The only th the only time I, I the only thing I've disagreed fervently is the way you would treat people who don't don't believe in God's law. I, I, let, let me address that. I'm that's sorry it. to interrupt you, yep. there, Chris. Everybody treats poorly. No, we wouldn't do anything as Christians that aren't already being done to us. We, our, our public schools that charge me money, even though I never want their education, I'm not allowed to be a Christian in their public schools. No, no. I don't believe their atheism, but they're forcing it on, on me anyway. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want to say about the Christians, we, as far as that's concerned, we're not doing anything that's not already being done to us right now. And I would just clarify as well, the civil law does not tell you you have to believe there's no punishment for someone not believing in God. Okay, the, the issue is what's the standard? Not practicing though. What's the standard? Well, and Joel mentioned some of those things, and we probably won't be able to get in all of them. But I mean, when you look at the, the the civil punishment for certain things, like okay, rape, murder, kidnapping. If you say, well, I don't want to punish people who don't believe in the Christian worldview. Well, what do you do with people who say, in my worldview, it's okay to rape, murder, and steal? Right? There are people that say that. I mean, they say this is my worldview, an evolutionary uh, worldview. There's nothing wrong with me raping someone and murdering them. And for us to say, for any of us, you know, to say that's wrong, we're, we are positing a higher standard. And what I'm saying is that's unavoidable. The question is, what's that higher standard? You know, it does matter, you know, says who. And uh, so that, that's the point that we, we can't avoid that. We all are going to come down on some final authority. And I think that's one of our critiques of libertarianism is that it doesn't have a final authority. It's almost anything goes if the people agree to it. it kind of, and that and that is what it is. Okay. That is a, that bait. That is what it is. Um, but is that um, is that freedom though? Like allowing people to do 
as they want as long as they're not hurting someone. Is that not better than what we have right now? Yeah, let me certainly. Uh, freedom to do what? You say not hurt someone else. Well, who are we going to go to to get that definition? Traditional libertarians, you not, not you, but traditional libertarians say, well, that freedom then includes abortion. Mm -hmm. Well, how are we going to distinguish then? Well, actually, can I? Yeah. Okay, so, so the Libertarian Party has been taken over uh, this last convention. The old guard has been beaten, mm -hmm. and it's been beaten by the Mises Caucus. Mm -hmm. So the Mises Caucus is actually very pro-life. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they haven't taken it out of the plank for pro-choice, but mm -hmm. what, what they have... Because there's still old guard and new guard, it's most of us, most of the like the new Mises uh, followers basically are um, very pro-life mm -hmm. and very conservative people. Mm -hmm. um, actually, most of them are probably probably were Republicans at one time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and they feel like the Republican Party has abandoned them. But okay, so some pro pro-life, let's just say people have taken over. All right, mm -hmm. um, in the libertarian position. Are they any more or less right than the people that were pro-abort? Or is it just simply they just have more power now, so this is where we go? It has no moral implications whatsoever. I think it obviously has moral implications because what you and I, what we would say is the better choice has taken over. Okay. So, Yeah. So there's morality beyond yeah. what the Libertarian Party says at a certain time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just... It's not even that I disagree with what you guys say and what you guys have been saying this whole time. Mm -hmm. The the issue I have is just, like I've said, I think one other time before, I'm not going to enforce that on anyone else that doesn't want it. And that includes, like, the biblical laws as well. I would I want to live by, by, the, by the biblical laws um, just as much as you guys do. But other people don't want to. So if you were, if you were elected and you were in... in power so to speak and you were involved in the i don't like calling it power i'm a servant i'm a servant if you're in the role if you're yeah. a role if you're a minister of justice if you're a civil magistrate you're saying you don't want to enforce things that people don't like what if people don't like being told they can't rape and kidnap and steal like do you see where i'm getting with this but I'm we already have a precedence that that is wrong but i'm not and, and, and that the common consensus is that it is wrong like you, you're, 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 you're talking about like maybe a half of a percent. Your critique. Of <laughs> it, it actually wasn't during 2020, the summer of love. Then everybody was all for it. But anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, your critique, though, of, of what it's, I think some of the things Joel said is, well, you just don't want to force this morality on other people. And, and I'm saying I don't think you can make that case because I think you do want to force the morality on people. The only and if you don't, then you're going to say, I can't tell people it's wrong to kidnap, to rape or murder. If they think it's right, I can't tell them it's wrong and have them face the consequences of it. And if you'll say no, Chris, I, I think that we, we should tell people it's wrong to murder and kidnap and rape. And if they do that, there should be consequences. Well, then we're saying the same thing as far as that just because someone believes something doesn't make what they're doing right. And so the position is, so would, if you were a, a civil ruler, would you vote for, or argue for, seek to implement punishments for rape, murder, and kidnapping, even if the people that commit those crimes do not believe that those things are wrong. Of course I would. So then your critique of our position is, is not... I'm, I, I haven't, haven't critiqued no, no, any the, of your positions. No, no, the, well, the critique it's you just said... Except for force. Well, the, well, but you would use force. 
you would be for force for those people that raped and kidnapped and murdered, even though they don't believe that those things are wrong. Right. So, so a few moments ago, you said the thing you don't agree with is that we would force people to to be punished uh, for something they don't believe in. But that's your position too. If someone just because someone doesn't believe that murder is wrong or kidnapping is wrong, you would say they should be punished. Again, uh, it when you're talking about a, an extremely small minority. Don't you think there are people that, that you know, that have commit violent crimes and, and like Jeffrey Dahmer and they say, you know what, I'm free to do this. You know, the, the Columbine shooting, they say, you know what, we, we evolved and might makes right and we believe that this is right. Right? But you would say that... There you, was a law that, that said that, that wasn't I, right. I, I understand that, but I'm saying that you're, that philosophically for you to say that you're, you oppose the idea that we should hold people accountable for a set of laws even if they don't believe in them, that's, I'm trying to say that's also your position, unless you're willing to say, I'm not going to punish someone for a crime they commit if they don't believe that it's wrong. Does that make sense? No, you make sense. It's just, okay. if that makes me a hypocrite, then I guess that makes me a hypocrite. Well, uh, I think at this point, I, like, I, I, I don't have a golden answer for that, I guess. Okay, that's fair. I guess. Because, and, and maybe that's why libertarianism doesn't work for, for many people. But I would challenge if, if libertarianism, which is which is the third biggest party in the country, if, if libertarianism doesn't work and the Republicans don't work and the Democrats don't work, I mean, are we just supposed to continue with the status quo? That's because, a million dollar question. Because, because, because I can tell you right now. If, if it was not status quo, that would be God's law. But anyway, go ahead. If, <laughs> That's definitely if, not status quo. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Trying to radically change America into a God's law only um, would get millions of people killed, and it would get and women would most likely be second class citizens again. I think that's mischaracterizing the position. But but I, 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 men I, I, and women I, I, are different. With let, different, with let different. Let me challenge um, that. Okay, okay. Be, be, we have seventy million people who wouldn't be killed. Right. I agree with you. Well, I th you said millions of people would be killed if there were if there were Christians. No, uh, no, no, no. If it was if, a Christian if, nation. Right now, right now, if right. we if we would go to just what the Bible says is law, biblical mm -hmm. law. Mm -hmm. Okay, you would have millions of people being executed for for what? With it for what? Fornication, adult, fornication, not, not, adultery. Not not fornication. Uh, not fornication? No, not, not, not adultery? Adultery, yes. Okay, with, so right with there. With witnesses. Right there. And, okay, yep. so th there's a yep. lot to unpack there. With witnesses, yep. with the accusers willing to cast the first stone, mm -hmm. as it were, with a court of law. And we're not sitting here saying this is going to happen overnight, but we're, we're in the realm of, of ideas and truth here. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if we, if we, and I appreciate you coming in to allow your position to be critiqued, you know, from us just, you know, two Joe Schmoes here, but we're trying, yeah, to, good. We're, we're trying, good. To, we're trying to base it on scripture. And the idea is, what is the truth? How should government be structured or how should society operate? And if we can't get to that, then you're right, we're never going to get anywhere. But if we can come to see the beauty of God's law, then we can start talking about what does it actually look like? And there's so many, you know, confusion, you know, people confused about it. As you mentioned that, you know, that they, they have this idea of what it would be like and it's not based on scripture. Um, so, so how many like, how much death would occur if we would do this though a lot like, less a lot less a lot less i think i'll give you an example so, so, so cheating husbands how many cheating husbands do you think there are in this country okay. probably a lot there are versus there would be let me let me probably give you an illustration again from a story i'm mr story today 
Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Can I say one more? I, I just yeah. thought of this. Okay, yeah. so so what's the problem with Christians living by biblical law, and then just just that's it? What happens when someone murders my family member? Because biblical law says that murder has to be punished, and there's no right. Other. And I agree with you. And, and and then in your own personal, in your guys' society, and your Christian society, that would happen. Okay. You know, like you've been critiquing, you've been critiquing libertarian society without God's law. Did you ever think to th- Did you ever think that you guys would then be able to have a society with God's law, and you could live in a community with God's law and it, live it, by it? it? It's actually happened. And people loved it. I'm talking about like Puritan New England. They weren't they weren't getting on the ships and going back home. Mm-hmm. They were coming. Mm-hmm. They were coming. To, to, they wanted to live under God's law. Um, again, we mentioned Alfred there in England. Alfred the Great, the only English king who was ever called great, gave us the common law. Who actually kept a copy, his own copy of the scriptures with him at all times. He's called the great for a reason. He's not a till of the hunt. Uh, you know, that people want to run, want, run away from. Now, I wanted to respond to what you said about all, all the, the cheating husbands. Mm-hmm. There was a time when adultery was punished. And guess what? We didn't have so many cheating husbands back then. Mm-hmm. Now, this happened in my own family. And I had a brother-in-law who was a pastor at the time, and he, he, I, I, I'm going to say that he's has your, had your position, Right. We found out that my brother-in-law at the time had cheated on my sister. Mm-hmm. Eight children decided he wants to go someplace else. He was cheating on her, mm-hmm. right? And so my uh, another brother-in-law, we all have brother-in-laws, brothers-in-law at the family get-togethers, right? They're the mm-hmm. most fun. Anyway, he said to me at this t- at the time, he said, and I, and I want your thoughts. He said to me, he said, and this guy's a pastor. He said, "Way to go, Joel." I guess if we did it your way, I guess we'd stone your brother-in-law, right? That's a good idea. And what I said to him, I said, if we were stoning adulterers, we wouldn't even have this problem. Your thoughts? Possibly. Uh, but but you're, you're also talking about a transitional power where you go from the way it is now to that. And that that's what I was trying to say. Like if we just, you know, flipped the dial and we went from what is today uh, the way of law to, like, biblical law, I mean, it would take a while. And there'd also probably be a civil war. <laughs> there'd also be resistance and, and all that, you know, because we've been accustomed to people doing doing what they're doing right now. We have the war now. 70 million casualties. Mm-hmm. The war the war is going on now. Yeah, and you don't know, we don't know any of those things. We don't, we don't know if there would be a civil war. What, what, what we need, what, all we can do is seek to govern our lives according to, to Scripture. And so the question is, what is right and what is wrong as it relates to, especially in this discussion, the civil realm? And I think to your point, you said, well, a libertarian platform could give you the opportunity to do that. It absolutely could. But my point is libertarianism, then it really offers nothing because all it says is do whatever you want and hopefully it works out. And, and what, what I'm saying is that's not something to get behind because there's no content to it. If all it is is, hey, you guys can decide whatever you want and it's good, then anything goes. And I think we, we're seeing that in our society now. Can I challenge a little bit of that? Absolutely. So, so you're, you're not wrong that like we want to promote people to do whatever they want to do. But I'm running 
not necessarily for a utopia, because I don't think it's ever going to happen. Just like how I think a biblical lawed country will never happen. Like, well, that's not um, utopia. The, the biblical law. No, 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 no. My, my, like the libertarian utopia will never happen. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I, then I'm saying just like how the biblical law being the law of the land in America probably will never happen. Like, I don't okay. think, I don't think it'll ever happen. That, right. We don't know that. We have no reason I, to say it couldn't I, happen. I, for, for as much time as we think we have left on this earth before the rapture comes, I don't think it will happen. That's a part. That's a, that's an episode <laughs> for another day. That's the next part. <laughs> so, 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 like, what I am... We're in the early church here. <laughs> what, what, what I'm fighting for and, and, like, what I care about is people being left alone by their government. So, yeah, so, 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 like, so, like, I'm not... It's not that I'm offering nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm offering money in your... Like, like, my platform is offering money in your pocket, okay? Government leaving you alone. Government not being involved in your schools, Government not being involved in your churches, not not shutting down your churches during COVID, not putting masks on your children during school. That's what libertarianism is about. Mm -hmm. It's about the government leaving you alone. And that and that's my critique of biblical law is that there would be this government that would be just as bad as this one telling you what to do every day of your life. Right. Have, haven't I been clear enough that that's exactly what biblical law does not do? But that's what will happen because no one's going to... not. Not enough people are, would, would agree that biblical law is a good law. So, so then, then a lot of people would break those laws. Okay, I really do think that. From, we're shifting from ethics to pragmatics and what's going to happen. Well, pragmatics is important because that's what we live in. We live, we're, living in, we're living right now under a certain way. And so, so you, can, you can critique libertarianism all you want. Mm -hmm. But right now we live in reality mm -hmm. and you have a Democrat party and a Re Republican party that do nothing but take away your rights, restrain you from doing what you want to do. And I'm here as a libertarian who doesn't like any of that. And, and all you can critique is, is the morality of the libertarian party. You see, like, but I can make this. But your argument against biblical law, I can just make the same argument too. And I can say, Josh, libertarian is never going to work. It's ne libertarianism is never going to do anything. They're going to keep voting for the two big parties, and your platform is not going to work. That's not how I'm approaching, approaching your platform. I'm looking at it at the merits of what it says because I believe that I don't know the future. I don't know what can change. We've had great. I mean, we've had amazing changes in in the history of humanity. I mean, look at the Reformation. And the, the building up of Western civilization, now it's come crashing down. Mm -hmm. But for you to sit here and say, well, this is not going to work. I know it won't work. I could just say the same thing to you. Libertarian's not going to work. But that's not my argument against libertarianism. It's actually, what does it actually stand for? What is it? What, what are the foundations of it? And that's the first question we have to ask. Because mm -hmm. we're going to get what we aim for. If we aim for uh, you know, a society where the government can do X, Y, and Z, we're going to get that. And mm -hmm. so I agree. I mean, we agree on so much as far as... The libertarian platform, I think, that the government shouldn't be doing. Should be right? doing a lot. We, right. Should and be I, doing a I, lot of things. Right. And our point is we have a foundation for that. But, but the libertarian platform says ultimately if the people decide that the government can do more, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So if the people decide the government should be involved in education, would you say that that's, that's, that's morally wrong? That the government's involved in education. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's morally wrong. And so there's a key difference. See that we I don't think it's morally wrong, but but the common consensus is that that government pollutes everything it touches. So our so would you admit there then that our position actually your position actually allows for more big government because your position says no, absolutely not. My government allows the people to decide what they want. Right, and but there's our a position, big difference. Democrats don't like that, and right. Republicans don't like that. But our position does not allow 
the people, you know, philosophically. Exactly logically. my point. But it your doesn't law allow, doesn't allow people it, to do no, what they want to do. It doesn't allow, which is what God gave us from the start, which is free will. So the law, so the, the biblical law does not authorize people to do what God has not authorized them to do. So people are not authorized to take money from their neighbor and put it into some socialistic pool to educate the children. You want to talk about free will? We could say we can use that argument against murder. Well, God gave people free will. The government can't say. And there's consequences for that. There's consequences. There's law that makes con consequences right, you for keep, that. You keep going back to law, right? And I'm saying, what's the foundation for it? I'm saying, in a biblical society, there can be no government education because it goes against God's law. And in the libertarian position, it would allow for that if the people consent to it. So your critique that the government would be too big under biblical law is actually false because the libertarian position would allow the people to decide, we want the government doing this, whereas biblical law says, no, the government cannot get involved in education. So do you see what I'm saying there? Yes, yes, I see what you're saying there. Okay. But uh, you, what you said was, was interesting. You, you admitted that the God's law doesn't allow people to do something. Every law does that, Josh. Every law prevents people from... If you have any law that says it's wrong to murder, that is... Obviously, the law can't physically restrain the person from committing murder. Mm -hmm. The law is there to be a deterrent, yeah. and then if they do it, there's, there's consequences. consequences right? right? And so the idea with, with God's law saying it's not authorized for the government to do education. Mm -hmm. Now, they can do it and break God's law, but we're saying that that, is, that goes against God's law and it is immoral then. And the libertarian position is saying, well, no, it's not immoral, it's not wrong, we just don't like it, and people could decide it. And so the libertarian position allows for more government than the biblical position. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So, so I mean, the Bible is also against, you know, um, like many things, like a lot of Christians believe that um, we should not have uh, broken off of Great Britain. And we should not have had the Revolutionary War because it's against the Bible. We could get into all that, and, and I think we'll, we'll probably run out of time today. But I think philosophically, there just to say that you know the biblical position allows for a big government, I don't I don't think is the case. So we can look at historically all those things. But um, and if you want Joel to answer one of those questions, you certainly can. Um, and then we maybe have like eight minutes left to address any other libertarian positions that you might hold. Yeah. Uh, the Bible, the, the Bible is very specific on what the limits of government are, and this is why this this is why there's such a critical discussion, because if you if you agree, which I know you do, that there are limits to what the civil government can do, then all you get now you have two questions: what's right? Actually, three. <laughs> Didn't Biden do that one time, or one of those guys? Uh, it's a three-letter word: jobs. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I think. Actually, three questions. Now, what's right, what's wrong, says who? And we're, we're right back there because mm -hmm. if, there's, if, if the government's limited, limited, then what's it limited to? Mm -hmm. And how do we know? Uh, is it limited to whatever the people say? Or is there an overarching law that says no? It doesn't matter what the people say. And I'm happy to say that. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. the, the, the government can never, ever go out and sanction the killing of unborn babies. Ever. It doesn't matter what 100% of people say that you can do this. It's still wrong. So what are the limits of the government? We have a word from God. Again, if we don't have a word from God, we're just making it up, then we're just another Anything goes. tinkling. Yeah, whatever. It might, without a word from God, and I, I, this might be the heart of, of our position here, without a word from God, you are left with might makes right. That's all you got mm -hmm. left. Which is what we actually have right now. Oh, yeah. Because we decide we're better off without God. 
And that's all we have. You're right. That's all we have left. And, and it's a disaster. Yeah, and the critique is that the Libertarian Party will not make that better simply by saying, well, you guys can do whatever you want, but have less government. We want less government. We want it limited to only what the Bible says. And we think that actually will prevent, will have a smaller government than any other position other than anarchy. Mm -hmm. So, well, like I said, a lot of anarchists are libertarian. I mean, I'm not. I, I believe in small government, mm -hmm. not anarchy. But um, can I just clarify, um, as it pertains to, like, consent. Mm -hmm. So wh whenever I'm talking about consent, I'm talking about a much smaller, a, a much, much smaller community than, like, a town of 15,000 people. When I'm talking about, like, consent and people agreeing to live a certain way, it's almost like a con like a... Like a I guess, lack for a better word, like a commune almost, like how, like how, um, back in the '60s, there's communes everywhere, and they, yeah, basically self-governed themselves and they lived by whatever rules they had. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so like, whenever I'm talking about consent, that's basically what I'm talking about. It's almost like, a, almost like a, a utopian way of life, like where you live in a commune, and the people who you live around agree with you 100%. And does so that make sense? Yeah, but when you're when you're critiquing me for, uh, for our position, kind of say this is not going to happen. I, I think our position is fully compatible with reality. Do you think that would ever happen? Well, in the '60s, it's happened. I mean, and there's still communes all around the country where, today where everybody agrees 100 percent and gets along, and there's no and they don't never wrong each other. Yeah, yeah, there actually is. So there, there's communes. I grew up. And no, I, I grew up in rural Missouri, where there's two communes. 10 minutes from me in two different directions and they lived peaceably and they lived with their own their own rules and they never there was never any abuse no anything wrong done in those communes no and they're still running today they're still running today and actually the people who disagree what were these communes Eco. <laughs> okay we're eco eco I, I don't know what eco is like like uh like environmentally friendly okay uh, communes Okay. Um, I'm thinking, for example, I'm familiar with the Hutterite communes, for example. And there's all kinds of stuff that went on in those, some of those communes. Now, some of them still exist, mm -hmm. especially in Canada, in the Dakotas, mm -hmm. uh, I believe in Minnesota as well, Montana. But there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. I mean, if in those eco-friendly communities, how are, they, how are they supported? They have jobs or? They, they, they eat what they grow. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they live very close to, to nature. They eat what they grow. And, and the people who disagree or didn't okay. like what, what, something that okay. happened, they left. Okay. reason why I'm challenging that is we had communes uh, pop up during the Summer of Love, as we mentioned earlier. Chip, and a Chaz? Yeah, the Chaz zone. And, uh, that was not. And, and there was all kinds of problems. There were rapes. There were mm -hmm. murders. Mm -hmm. We heard about them. Destruction of property. Y yeah. yeah. And, and so, I mean, that, that didn't work out too well. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, we don't have time to talk about this, but there was a commune called Liberal, actually called, called Liberal Kansas. And you could come there and everybody was supposed to live there and be nice and happy and everything. Mm -hmm. That was the name of it, Liberal. You could come there and you didn't have any more responsibilities. Everything was provided for you. Mm -hmm. It lasted just a couple of years and completely fell apart. Mm -hmm. So I would, I, I mean, th these eco-friendly communities, I, it, I would have a hard time believing that it's just all love and lo love and unicorns. Uh, I, I'm, I lived 10 minutes from both of them in either direction. Yeah. And a tiny, I lived in a tiny town of 1,800 people. Yeah. They were there when I was a baby. They're yeah. still there today. And like, all and, the same and, people, anybody leave? Or? Uh, people actually go there. People actually go there and tour and, and stay there. No, like, no one's left? No, it's, it's been relatively flat on people leaving and coming. And okay, so people have left. People... 
like I said, people leave when they feel like either that's they're done living that way or when they right yeah yeah something going on they didn't like. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what I was trying to say with like consent. Right. I'm not talking about a, a nation of consent or like a or like a, a massive amount of people of consent. This is more like a small community. Okay. Ultimately, I would say it doesn't matter. Let me ask you this question to try to make my point. If you had that small community, and they all agreed that it's okay to kill every other baby that's born, would that be wrong? It would be wrong, but okay. they but they decided and they're self governing themselves. Right. But it's still wrong. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I, I never said it wasn't wrong. The okay. issue the issue is is that they're governing themselves and they're all how, willingly participants in is, that in that way of life. How is that a good thing if the system can produce a community that's logically coherent with the argument to say, hey, there's nothing wrong there's nothing going against our system here if people consent to a small community to murdering half their offspring. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like Yes, yes. I, I, so, I, I get exactly what you're saying. It was a little hard at the beginning to actually get what you were saying, but yeah. now I like fully so the, so, understand. So just because you can say, well, we just want everybody to do what they want, even if it's a small environment, small community, that doesn't solve any of the problems. Because what if... What if it's peaceful. When they're murdering their children via abortion, is that peaceful? It's not... Man, you guys are good. <laughs> it's not when it comes to that, no. Okay. But... but uh, um, can I just talk about Iraq for a second? Sure. Uh, this is going to be way I'll, off the wall. I'll give you the final word here on Iraq, and then you can tie okay. it into to your position. Okay. So, so Iraq was that a good government before we went in? Was it a big, was it a good government that was running? It wasn't based on God's law, so no. no. Okay, that's, that's okay. our standard. But but that's, was we're it? Not, we're not measuring it by yeah. something else. Yeah. But okay, fair. But um, according to everyone else, was that a functioning government with a functioning society? And actually was on the way up with prosperity, was it? For functioning for some people. But it was functioning. And for, for the vast majority of people, it was. In the same way that North Korea is functioning, perhaps. It's, I think there's a big difference between Iraq and, well, yeah. and, and North yeah. Korea. Again, you're, okay. we're judging so, it now by some standard rather than God's word. I yes, mean. You're, you're correct. You're correct. So uh, let me try this for once. Sure. Let me try to sure. talk to you guys about sure. something. Yep. So, so we went in there on bad, on bad intelligence that they knew was bad. Mm -hmm. And we killed a million people and we turned it into a terrorist. I mean, just we just destroyed the whole country and it just became a breeding ground for terrorists. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a terrible thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. So who are, so we shouldn't have done that. Who are we to take our guns, take our, our beliefs and push it on another society? We even, we did it in Libya as well. We, we, did, we did it to Libya as well. We do it in, in a lot of countries. We enforce our way of governance and life all the time. And it gets us nowhere. And it all gets is, is people dead. Okay? So when it comes to, like, people being, people consenting to a way of government and, you know, them all agreeing, and isn't that a better way for peace? Okay, because we've proven in Iraq and in Libya, um, soon is going to be probably Ukraine. Like, like when one group of people go to another group of people and try to tell them what to do, it's chaos and 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 mass death. Mm -hmm. We killed a million people in Iraq, a million, and we did nothing. We we destroyed a functioning government and killed a leader, and we lied to get in there. So. Why don't we just let every religion do what they want to do, do as they please, because God gave us free will, 
and like why do we have to get involved? You know, like, like who are we to enforce biblical law on everyone? Like who are we? We're we're no one. God is. I can you. Okay. I, 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 I right. want to speak Let's, to that. No, no, no. I want I want you at least to be able to answer that because I think the question presupposes the idea that what America did was biblical, right? That was not enforcing biblical law. So we, I think we would both agree that we should not have. Absolutely. Yeah. We, that, 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 that was terrible. That was not. That was not based on a biblical understanding of war. So actually, I, actually, they did talk about bringing Christianity to Iraq. So well, of course, I mean, it, it all, <laughs> so, yeah. But you understand nice, that, nice thing. Yeah, yeah, you can talk about stuff all you want, but is it actually consistent with Scripture? I think Adolf Hitler, you know, claimed to be a Christian. But the question is, is what you're doing consistent with biblical law? Right, and, and biblically, you would not go to another country because they're you, su- you expected you know weapons of mass destruction. It's Didn't not- Israel do that? They, they did that the, in a specific area that God had designated. Not just but that. But also but, told them that, that you, you don't attack these people, and you don't attack these people, you don't, and these are your borders. Didn't they you attack the Philistines? These. Didn't they attack the Philistines, or was it always solely defensive? The, the, in every case that I'm aware was of, it, it, it was defensive okay, with, the, with okay. the Philistines. In every case that I'm aware of, okay. because especially you, you look at the geography of where they were fighting, mm-hmm. in every case I'm aware of, it was defensive. Okay, okay. Yeah. That I wasn't, well, I wasn't sure of. So, yeah. I mean, we are. Compl- I mean, as far as I know, Joel as well. I mean, I am against the nation building and going over and using taxpayer-funded money for a standing army and to go over and try to fix another nation. We have. We need to fix our own nation. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think we we would agree with you 100 percent that the Iraq um, invasion was not just a bad idea but morally wrong based on God's Murderous. law. And we have the authority to say it's morally wrong because we're appealing to the Bible. Mm-hmm. If our standard is simply consent of the government, it's a much looser, it's a much harder argument to make because you could say, well, we want some more space. We're running out of room in our commune, and what do we do at that point? So now I'm not saying that's well, your well, position. That would be yeah. the nap then. Yeah. be a non-aggressive principle. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't forcefully go and take someone yeah. else's land. So, yeah, we would agree on, on, on the Iraq uh, situation. Well, Josh, anything else you want to say in general? I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming in here. It was fun. Um, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, we gave you an opportunity to, to share your perspective. And also, we wanted to challenge you. That's what we do. And, and um, we appreciate your willingness to be here. That speaks volumes to me. Um, and I appreciate your willingness to go. And this is going to be released later. But tonight, you're going to have a forum with the Democrat candidate, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think that will be a totally different discussion than what we've had today. Gosh, I hope so. If not, I'm going to lose big time <laughs> if there's anything like this. No, I think it's going to be totally different. So anything else you want to say, Josh? Um, um, I respect you both. I, I, I love you guys as uh, followers in Christ, and I hope I hope you guys still think highly of me. <laughs> and um, I would be open to doing this again if you guys, if your listeners found it interesting. So... Yeah, I'll just well, leave it at that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully there was at least some uh, some edifying stuff there. Joel, anything you want to say? No. Um, anything I say will just keep the discussion going further. Yeah. Well, we'll probably continue that. I'm sure. <laughs> so again, uh, this is Josh Gerber. Uh, he is running for Pennsylvania House, right? House for State 98. State 98. Okay, he's going to be on your ballot on November. Can, can I ask where that? I mean, it's blank. Is it part so, of Lebanon County also? Or? A little bit. It's uh, like Loudonderry Township and Mount Gretna. Okay, the rest is Lancaster. The rest is Lancaster, which is Foulmouth all the way down to Marietta, just right along the river, basically. Yep, that's good enough. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, my name is Chris with the Lancaster Patriot. For more information about us, go to LancasterPatriot.com. Until next time, God bless, Godspeed, and we'll see you around.